You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. This week's episode is split into two sides. This is Side A. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on all social media at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. More important than that, please, please, please follow the official Clock Radio Speakers Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast. Uh, we are on... God, I, we haven't done this in a while. I'm kind of rusty. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, you guys know where we are. ClockRadioSpeakers.com, powered by Tumblr. No longer powered by Tumblr. Goodness gracious. But all 300 some odd episodes are there. Uh, get into our back catalog, especially now that the holidays are coming up. You should have been getting to the back catalog during this pandemic. We got lots and lots of bars, right? We need to do like a, maybe not Throwback Thursday, but some sort of like pick a day, like once a week, just pick pick something out of the back catalog where you can hear my terrible mic quality from 2012 or something. Or like the three hour long episode where we just talk about Wu-Tang from like 96 or something. You know, it's good times. Back when, when I used to like underlay music underneath the podcast based off of what song we were talking about. Jesus. Oh man, we've come a long way. Uh, but yeah, Doc is here. Doc, what's up, man? Oh man. Uh... Things are good. Things are good. Uh, y'all can follow me on Twitter, Instagram if you want, at Doc underscore Beats, S not a Z. But like Oman said, just follow the show at Sarah's Podcast. And if you're a fan of the show, and if you're really a fan of the show, we got some big changes coming soon. But uh, you should definitely be checking us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash CRS Podcast, or just go to collectradiospeakers.com, and you'll see the link from there. No, things are good, man. I've been, um, I've been really trying out some really random like beat styles and samples lately. Like I definitely made okay. like a 110 BPM upbeat sample, a beat that samples uh, Usher's uh, My Boo, like no joke. <laughs> what? <laughs> is it in Dropbox? It is, it is. It's oh not finished, God. it's not, it's just, you know, I'm just okay. trying random stuff out. But you know, you gotta dig trying. Trying, yeah. Uh, trying girls out till I find the one for me. <laughs> and it's probably a bad uh, parallel, but. I get what you're saying. Yeah, try stuff out, man. Try, try it, absolutely. Stuff. Yeah, because yeah, I... Absolutely. Yeah, anyway. Um, so, we, man, um, since the last time we spoke, did you put out another song? Is that true? Did I? You put out the record with Taylor, right? Oh, has it been that long? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, if it hasn't been, you should be promoting it anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, by the time this comes out, no. So, I can tell the CRS uh, audience that um, the... Release date for my album will be announced on Monday. Um, so we are officially announcing the announcement. So 36 will be available soon. Uh, Ask For featuring Taylor Gray is available on Instagram and on YouTube. Not on streaming services just yet. I had somebody ask um, if that was going there. It's really interesting, uh, that whole rollout. After the conversation we had, I was just like, huh, I didn't put it on streaming services, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, but new music coming out. Uh, videos and all types of stuff. Target deals. <laughs> if you want to know why that joke is funny, you should subscribe to our Patreon for sure. There it is. But uh, yeah, man, music, music is music is definitely coming. Excellent, excellent. And uh, you're preparing for Thanksgiving. You got a uh, you you know uh, chef chef wake up in the kitchen. What, what you got yeah, going on? We so. We had some we had some friends come by and bring some dishes. You know, my wife is very pregnant and very mm. tired. Yes. So she uh she made the turkey and then a couple friends just dropped off some of the um some dishes. So we kind of had Thanksgiving last week. Beautiful. Um so we're going to we're going to we're going to it's weird. I don't even want to explain it to our audience. But we're okay. doing something different for Thanksgiving this year. It's all good. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So Lots of things, things and things and things, things and things. Um, so yeah. we got some things and things to talk about this week. Um, I don't even know where you want to start. We've got everything from Grammy nominees to Jeezy and Gucci on Versus. We got a couple random albums came out. NBA off season. Um, we just had the tenth anniversary of Dark Twisted Fantasy. Any any of those interest you off bat? I think we should either start with. Probably Grammy noms because it's yeah. the it's the big topic, sure. and then we can head into like Jeezy, Gucci, and all of the stuff. Sure. That's the big thing. Um, Let me pull these up. Yeah, the Grammy nominees. You know, every year, <laughs> to no surprise, everybody gets. Uh, you know, it's gonna be some snubs. There's gonna be surprises. People get people get all excited. Um, yep. There were some things that definitely stuck out to me. Um, okay. You know, Beyonce got a lot of love for somebody who didn't release much last year. 
How many did, how many noms did she? I, I mean, didn't see anything outside of the couple. Uh she got oh. nine. The most of wow. any artist. Based off that Lion King album? Black Parade alone got record of the year, song of the year, and then two R and B song nominees. Wow. Wow. Doja Cat got nominated for record of the year. People like that song. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um there's some real surprise. So that, you know. I, it's sort of surprising when you think about it, but then it's also like, look, if I can be real cynical and g- get ready for the for, for people who are going to be mad at this, like, let's be honest. Considering the summer that we had, do we really think that Grammy voters weren't going to say Beyonce put out a song called Black Parade on Juneteenth? <laughs> they were like, the white guilt, they were just like, listen. Because it's not like, listen. There's a lot of there's a lot of songs that people could have nominated that spoke to people in a certain way, right? If you really wanted to nominate, but like when you get to a certain level of fame, when you put something out, yeah, people are gonna nominate it. It's the Eminem rap album of the year nominee problem every time he puts out an album, and Beyonce's gonna get stuff. I was surprised at nine nominees, but she's gonna get something. Yeah, I, I think that more than the the white guilt influencing the voters, I think that the white guilt put an emphasis on like who they like who they focused on for the committee right well i mean there's some of that and that you know that kind of goes into a little bit about you know the weekend being you know shut out and he's all mad right he's very mad it's his fourth album yo it's my fourth <laughs> a- that's funny <laughs> that's funny that it's his fourth <laughs> album actually the jokes write themselves sometimes um <sighs> Okay, let's get to these nominees first. We'll get to the weekend. All later. right. We'll talk, so, um, so record of the wow. Year. There's real surprises. I mean, I'm, I'm wow. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, record of the year, right? Uh, Beyonce, Black Parade. I don't know who Black mm. Boomers are with colors, Never but the baby and Roddy Rich, rock star. But then you yep. get to like Post Malone circles, Doja <sighs> Cat, Say So, Megan and Beyonce with Savage. Yeah. Um, they'll give it to Billie Eilish. You think so? They love Billie yeah. Eilish. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. Um, they album do. of the year. Not a lot of hip hop, really. I mean, you got Post Malone, but he's pseudo hip hop. I don't know why Janae's album got. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Like, wow, Janae got album of the year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No, Taylor Taylor's won an album of the year. Nah, hundred percent. I don't know. You don't think so? There's no obvious else on that list to knock her out. You know, usually people who win album of the year, people I've never heard of. So <laughs> Haim or Jacob Collier. Uh, I've kind of heard of Dua Lipa. I've heard that name before, yeah. but I don't know who it is. Like, I could see one of them. Or I could see Black Pumas. If Black Pumas are nominated for record of the year yeah. and album of the year, they're going to get something. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Um, not a lot of hip hop, really. I mean, the baby and, and, and Roddy Rich, that's pretty much all we get. I mean, and, and Megan and, and Beyonce with Savage, but record and album of the year, not a, not a ton of hip hop. Um, Black Parade also nominated for Song of the Year. Roddy mm-hmm. Rich nominated for The Box. Okay, shout out to him. Um, Her with I Can't Breathe, Song of the Year. Okay, I've never heard that <laughs> I've song. I've never heard that song either. Yeah. Is, um, that, is that the same T.R. Thomas from, uh, from Wale's Bad? I probably, I think it's got to be, right? Yeah, yeah. Good for I him. just hadn't seen the name in a while. Um, Taylor Swift got nominated Song of the Year. Some, you know, Billie Eilish. A lot of the same. There's a lot of crossover. Do you know what kind of year Taylor's had? Huge, yeah, huge year. Huge she year. Had a huge year. Okay. Fol- folklore okay. is so uh, she's much. Um, she's got a thing dropping on Disney Plus. It's like a live perform. It's like a socially distanced, but like basically, so like. Um, Aaron Dresner, who is uh, one half of the Nationals, which is like a rock band, produced yep, like a ton of the. Uh, he produced a ton of the album, which is kind of what gave it its sound. Um, bon Iver also helped out on a bunch of the album. So like, there's this like um, thing at the, which makes sense because it kind of has that like sort of like I'm in the woods vibe going on. That like that whole, <laughs> I mean, which is funny because like those two guys, Aaron Dresner and Bon Iver, they put on that festival that I've gone to a bunch of times. Right, it's the same vibe. Um, so ba- so this is Woman in the Woods. That's right. It's Woman in the Woods. <laughs> okay, got it. Got it. Got it literally it. is Woman in the Woods. Um, okay. And so she had a huge year, went number okay. one, sold a ton of copies, 
I think we talked about in the show in the context of she did like eight different deluxe editions. Do you remember that? I remember that. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. she's had a huge year. She's walking away with something for okay. sure. I think she's walking okay. away with something. Um, okay. All right. But not a lot, not a ton of hip hop, right? Roddy Rich getting some, you know, but like looking a little hip hop light up at the top, you know, a little bit. I think it, I think this is pretty on brand. Yeah. I think, was it last year or two years ago where it was really hip hop heavy? Mm. But usually it's it's sparse. It's like a couple of people that they it's like oh yeah I know who that is I know who and Megan the Stallion is a, a lot I'll of heavy, a lot of heavy hitters did not put out official projects this year right so like there you go the Grammys are always a trailing indicator yeah right they're always one step behind a little bit in yeah. terms of this stuff you know what I mean so like uh, no Jay no Kanye no Kendrick no no Drake album. You know, like there's, you know, there's a whole bunch of people who kind of, you know, sat the year out a little bit or or, or sat this portion. Because the other thing to remember is like they moved the, I think they moved it up. So this is like, it's people always forget this is like October to September or something like that. Like it's a weird mm. slice of the year. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. Yep. There's some controversy in Best New Artist. Why is, where's the controversy? Well, uh, oh, I know. What it is. Megan the Stallion, I think is a uh, runaway here. Um, but, um, First of all, I, I can see Do- I can see Doja Cat sneaking in. Kate Trinata, how is he a new artist? Like I know this, this happens all the time, but like yeah. he had a really well regard like he had a, a successful project a couple years ago that like charted. You know what I mean? It's not like he put out mixtapes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean I always say I always bring up the example. You know, um, there's a jazz artist named Esperanza Spalding. Yeah, and by the time she was nominated for Best New Artist, she was already tour in the world right, right, right and she had put out i want to say two or three albums so best new artist again new means things so yeah, new yeah, is yeah. it's relative right so sure. new, new to, to who's who. you know what i'm saying so yeah i'm i'm never surprised when people because right because d smoke new artist doja cat new artist chica new artist i don't know who ingrid phoebe or noah are um i assume noah but, cyrus is related to the cyrus dynasty <laughs> Oh, the dynasty continues. Y'all die. Got it. Okay. We're thinking, Got like, it. you know, he's thinking more like Ming, really. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, look, no disrespect to ah, D-Smoke. I still, need, I still need to use yeah. that record. No disrespect to D-Smoke, but I saw D-Smoke and I was just like, did they did they confuse D-Smoke and Pop Smoke? <laughs> you know, I would, I would say, right. Like, because I think Pop Smoke is missing from a lot of this he, stuff. He, when we go into the hip hop categories, like he's there, but like D Smoke's also, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you get nominated for what you put in for, right? So the, the one last thing I want to say about Kitchenada is Kitchenada is nominated as best new artist because he or his team or somebody put him in. And so if the people who are looking at that go, sure, best new artist makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, we got it. We have to keep those are themes that keep coming up every Grammys episode of CRS. I feel oh, like no. you've been saying that for six years. Um, yeah, D. Okay, so D Smoke wins a very popular Netflix show. Yeah, has a pretty good album. I don't know what else he does outside of that, but also I feel like D Smoke filled a Kendrick void. I oh, remember talking about his album on this show. Yeah, yeah, and yeah his yeah, album yeah. was. And we talked about it wasn't like a Kendrick, like he wasn't Kendrick light, but it was just proof that Kendrick's like Kendrick is now embedded in the style of a lot of West Coast artists. Yeah. Where clearly he's just a, a strong influence. Um, yeah. But that's a good point. I wonder if they were like, yeah, D Smoke, Pop Smoke, they might have confused him. It's really strange. Like, no disrespect to D Smoke, but it's like, really? Pop Smoke didn't even get the nomination for Best New Artist? I mean, even the, even in, you know, unfortunately, but even like the, you know, him being, him being dead, like, um, there's also, there's always that, like, that wink and nudge to, you know, honor people. Yeah. I can't pronounce that word after they've passed the, the P word. Oh, posthumous. There we go. Posthumous, yeah. Um, you see some interesting stuff with the categories as well with, um, with somebody like, uh, you know, who's, who's, I'm looking at this nominees list right now. Somebody who was really good this year at, like just hitting all like sort of embracing the oh i cross genres aspect is britney howard who is the um uh, lead singer of alabama shakes so she put Uh, out a solo album this year mm -hmm. and she has nominees both best rock performance but then also she has a nominee for best r&b performance 
because mm. she is sort you know she has songs in her project that sound like rock and she has songs in her project that don't and so her team are they're sort of being selective about what you submit to which mm-hmm. i mean kind of makes sense you know what i mean look get the grammy right 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 like, right you know don't don't be you know christian artists have that problem a lot we're like i'm not a christian artist like no submit to both genius <laughs> submit in the christian category submit right. to the hip-hop category like if you can get it in one place a grammy's a grammy's a grammy yeah which get you know it really gets interesting when you get to so you want, you want to jump to the rap categories here real quick yes yes so yes we now have there used to be like uh used to be like best performance by a duo or something like that right mm-hmm. that is now gone and they have replaced that we now have best rap performance and best melodic rap performance which is <sighs> i i think we're getting closer to there needs to be a split and i think the controversy over certain people not getting nominated for best album and things like that reflects that hip hop is just big enough now. I don't know if rap and melodic rap is the right terms, right? But much like I've been advocating this for a long time, much like how there's like alternative rock and rock. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, I mean, in R&B, they split it. They go R&B and they call it progressive R&B. And that's how mm-hmm. you get like, you know, and it all depends on what you submit to, right? And but then like, they also have, tra- they have traditional as well. Right. So you have different, yep. like different yep. sort of slices and rap is now big enough for that. You know what I mean? But Absolutely. like, so let's start best rap performance, Big Sean and Nipsey, Deep Reverence. Okay. Yep. That's the, the that's like the, that's the common cat, uh, that's the common nomination. You always get like the, the, the guy who represents mm-hmm. something else. Uh, uh, the baby with Bop. Mm-hmm. What's Poppin'? Jack Harlow. All right. Lil Baby, Bigger Picture. Okay. Megan and Beyonce, Savage. Mm-hmm. Pop Smoke, Dior. <laughs> you know what wins i don't know what wins there i can see the baby getting one for bop yeah i can see i can see uh megan getting one for savage I and could. i can see pop smoke with dior i could see pop smoke with dior i really could yeah um yeah anything there stick out as i can't believe that got nominated <laughs> uh no you know people would say wow big sean got nominated but like i said like they always put that ear to the streets right. nominee in there so that doesn't really surprise me. Um, I think the thing that surprised... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like if it wasn't for the pandemic, Nipsey would have had a huge year. Mm. Yeah, because you know there was the one-year anniversary of his passing, and it was just like people were so inundated with COVID. It was just like, oh, yeah, RIP Nipsey, help. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So One thing that's interesting to me is like if you look at best rap performance and then best melodic rap performance, but then you get to best rap song, which rewards... Not the not the actual like performance of the song, but the songwriting that sort mm-hmm. of combines those two categories, right? There is they haven't mm-hmm. broken that out yet, and so you mm-hmm. get a mixture of those. But there's a record nominated for best rap song that isn't in either, which is "Laugh Now, Cry Later," which is the only Drake nominee on this entire list, um, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but so best rap song is "Lil Baby, B- Bigger Picture," mm-hmm. uh, Roddy Rich, "The Box," mm-hmm. Drake and Lil Durk, "Laugh Now, Cry Later." Mm-hmm. Uh, Baby and Roddy Rich, Rockstar, and Savage mm-hmm. again. Now Drake got nominated for best melodic rap performance too. Oh yeah, you're right. Laugh now, Carla. I'm sorry. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I missed that somehow. Yeah. That's interesting. That that is best melodic rap performance. No, that's definitely melodic rap. Like I'm just listening to this stuff but and like, I'm like, Little Baby and Bigger Picture is not. I don't think it is. Mm. Because we need Lil a definition like, for melodic rap. <laughs> because I hear. Well, I hear. I, mean, I think here's the problem. Lil Baby definitely does melodic rap yes, he does. for sure. But the bigger picture is probably his most rapidly rap song that he's put out. Okay. And I'm sure there's melodies in yeah, there. Like yeah, I'm not yeah, familiar yeah, yeah. enough with the song. But there's melodies in there to be like for it to pass. But I think the content is what put it over the top. Mm. I think the content and the timing is like, let's sure. get let's 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 put out this song. I don't I don't think of Laugh Now Cry Later as pretty particularly melodic i mean dirk's the way that dirk raps is melodic but drake isn't really that melodic he's super melodic he's singing the whole time he's rapping that's the point doc this is why when i said is lizzo hip-hop and everybody was like no and i was like all of these rappers are singing now i know all of them are singing so like what's the difference i don't i don't is it because lizzo's not singing over primo beats (laughs) Primo's like, Primo's pitching. He's like, listen, this is what I did for Christina Aguilera. I can totally, I'm just kidding. 
I can do it for you. I was it was successful. Get some scratches, get some horns. We're in. Lit, 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 Lizzo. <laughs> oh man, yo, yeah. I don't, I don't, I honestly don't see the difference. I think all of these songs, melodic rap performance. Here's, here's okay. Yeah. So if Lizzo's not hip hop, mm. why is Anderson Pac hip hop? What is I mean, yeah, I don't know why Anderson Pac is really here. You know what I'm saying? Is is Anderson Pac hip hop because of how he carries himself? Because he gets more play on urban radio? Is it because he collaborates? You don't really see Lizzo doing songs with rappers, but Anderson Pac works with nothing but rappers primarily. You know, like like what's the difference? It's a good question. I mean, I think it's also remember it's how do you want to what do you what do you and your team want to submit yourself as? What do you want to be seen as? Did Lizzo's team even submit her for hip hop awards? That's it. Absolutely. Now, melodic rap did not exist when Lizzo did. That's a brand new category. So sure. when Lizzo comes out again, does she look at melodic rap and go, oh yeah, I've got a song for that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cause again, a Grammy's a Grammy's a Grammy. Or do some people feel like a rap Grammy is like a second tier or a cheap Grammy? I don't think so. I think a Grammy's a Grammy's a Grammy with the exception of album of the year, song of the year, record of the year, and best new artist. Those are the big four. After that, a Grammy's a Grammy's a Grammy. Got you. Okay. I'm rolling. Um, so best melodic rap, right? Rockstar, Laugh Now, Cry Later, uh, Lockdown, Anderson Pac, Roddy Rich, The Box, Highest in the Room, Travis. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the baby. Maybe. Drake's hard Maybe. to beat. Drake's hard to beat, but ah. I don't, they don't, the Grammys don't really treat Drake like that anymore. That's true. So I, I could see the baby. I could see Roddy Rich. Has Travis won a Grammy? I'm sure he has. I think so. Highest in the Room is one of those records where you're like, you're like, really? But then that, that was because that came out right at the beginning of that Grammy window. It's like yeah. a weird time, right? If you have an, if you have a song that blows up in like October or November, it's going to feel like the odd song out come Grammy time because it's been almost a year and a half since it was first popping. You know what I mean? Facts. Um, Facts. But I wonder if Roddy, so it's one of these things where it's like Roddy Rich had a huge year with the box. And normally considering how big of a success that was, you know, you're going to see that get rewarded in some way, but like, it's Mm. not up for record of the year. I can't imagine it wins song of the year. And there's just a lot of other names that are going to kind of might box him out, you know, when it comes to best rap song or, you know, (sighs) I think what the Grammys trying to, I think his only shot is, because you're right, um, but I think his his shot is with the Grammys trying to not VMA themselves mm. and still maintain a level of relevancy and like getting people to watch. I could see them saying, look, we're hip. Here's Roddy Rich." I mean, kind of, but there's there's no singular Grammys, right? Like there are groups of people who who like review this and nominate this and these are not the same people who are like putting the tv show on who are yeah. you know what i mean which clearly represents itself when you get to best rap album which mm. might as well reflect a different genre of music altogether than what we than the Bruh. nominees we just talked about oh my god right uh d smoke black habits but freddie gibbs and the alchemist with alfredo <laughs> i'm here for it jay elect with written testimony I'm here for it. Nas King's disease and I'm Royce the Five it. Nine with allegory. I'm here for it. I mean, last night I cried tears of joy. <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, you know, you look at those names. I mean, I I mean, I don't know who I would pick as my favorite. I mean, I think Nas wins. I think I think Nas is the clear cut. I didn't know until I heard people say, "This is this is Nas." Uh, this is to Nas what when Leo won the oh, the Revenant? Oscar. Yeah, for the revenue, which was yep. not a very good movie. Have you seen that? But movie? But it was like, nah, I haven't seen. It. And I love Leo, but nah, I haven't seen it. Nah, man, that that movie is like, it's like, okay, I get it. He's gonna get mauled by the bear. Yep. Okay. Oh, good. And now I'm gonna spend the next two hours watching him attempt to survive in like frozen wilderness. I'm like, no. Oh, it's listen. I don't like cold weather, so I don't. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch a movie. I'm not that gonna be entertained. Cold. <laughs> it's a very cold movie. That's what I'm saying. Nah, uh, no, uh, no icebox where my heart used to be. No, let's no. Um, yeah, because yeah. So people would say Nas deserved it for X amount of years. You know, I could see him getting it. I could see him getting it. Would, but what would you, be the most delightful, surprising winner there? Personally, yeah. Royce. Royce. But would, what? Yeah. Go ahead. 
Royce personally, but what it means for hip hop, either Freddie or, or JLA. Probably fr- more Freddie. Royce getting it would be such a validation from like sort of the industry for his like unsung career, right? Which got off to what seemed like a fast start and then cratered and then he brought himself back up from nothing. It would sure. be, I mean, honestly, album of the year, nomin- a rap album of the year nomination is validation in, in a certain degree, right? For sure. But like, you know, they're going to say Royce's name on Grammy night, which is like awesome. You know, just to say it, which has got to be a validation for him, you know? Um, Absolutely. Honestly, the the thought of of Jay Electronica going up on stage and giving a Grammy uh, Grammy speech is just I'm honestly also Hilarious. is the thought of Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist going up, which would just be like Jay Elect would be funny because he would say something crazy, but Freddie Gibbs would just go up there and just like go crazy. You, the the censor is just gonna have their button ready. Yep, <laughs> he's gonna come up there with a joint. Like it's it's already gonna be something totally different. Shout I, the out, man. I try to tell y'all, man. Alk and Hit Boy. 2020, here and here. I could see not. Yeah, I think Nas gets it. I think Nas gets it. I think Nas gets it. Um, D Smoke might sneak sneak in the back door and get it because he's been nominated for all these other other spots. One of those things where everybody else, like it's sort of like so many like names from like hip hop like enthusiasts, the vote gets split, and then all of a sudden it's like D Smoke. Yep, I can see it happening. I um, can see it happening. But I, here here's the other thing I want. Hold yeah, on, go ahead, go ahead and say what no, you. No, no, say. go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so, you know, I saw people complain, yeah. right, about these hip-hop categories. And I guess my question would be like, yo, what do you replace? You know, like, people were saying Roddy's album should have been nominated. I saw people talk about Benny. You know, of course, of course, West Side Gun is, you know, blowing dust about Griselda. But it was like, I can't, like, right. what this represents makes me so happy. Mm. Like, cause this, this represents something, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, Roddy doesn't, heard great things about Roddy's album. I didn't listen to it, but like Roddy's in other categories. So I'm not tripping cause he technically didn't get snubbed cause he still got nominated for a couple Grammys. I think if you but, look at this, I think part of it is right. You look at billboard now mm-hmm. and the way that we've talked about it obsessively on the show, but it, it's true. And it matters so much for hip hop, right? The way that billboard me- measures sort of streams and popularity means that you can have big numbers and not cross over to a certain degree to a kind of mainstream audience in that same way. It's it doesn't it used to mean that you did. If you had a number 1 album on Billboard, it meant that pe- that like lots of people across lots of different radio stations and lots of different environments would have heard of you. It's not true yeah. anymore. And so what happens is is People, there's two artists who had huge albums this year that are not listed as best rap album, and that's Lil Baby and that's Pop Smoke. And mm. people look at this and go, you know, they're probably thinking, no disrespect to Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist with Alfredo, but like, like Lil Baby only got nominated for Bigger Picture, which, yeah, you know, is a song with a message. Yeah. Grammys love songs with messages, but like, Bigger Picture is not why Lil Baby dominated this year. It's a great point. So I get that. But like the Grammys are not the Billboard Awards, right? They really aren't. They're different. Now, you, all you have to, like I said, all you have to do is look at these like best rap performance, best melodic rap performance and best rap song categories. All I have to do is look at that and then look at the nominees for best rap album and say, and this makes sense. There's so much more hip hop now. We need more categories. You just need more categories. It's, you don't need Thanks. more contenders and best rap album, but like, Let's be honest, right? Like Lil Baby's, what, what Lil Baby's album has in common with Freddie Gibbs' album is, I mean, they the producers who made it use the same software, maybe yeah, a couple shared 808s, it. but like there's not sonically, topic-wise, the way the rapping happens, like none of it is even remotely interconnected, right? Yeah. Except if, unless you go way back in, the, in sort of the music family tree, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. what is it? Just, be, you know, <laughs> okay, great. There's some bass... And yes, there's a, a a black guy rapping or singing. That doesn't mean yeah. that they're the same category. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, I agree. More categories. Great yeah. point. I agree. I agree. Right. So I don't know. Naming it's going to be weird. You know, in R&B, they've got like best progressive R&B album and best R&B album, which makes it sound like, I don't know, best progressive R&B album. I see like... Let me see. What is that? I see Thundercat and Free Nationals and Janae, but then I see like Aunt Clemens, surprising nominee for... Happy to be here. 
And I'm just like, well, that's be- but that's best R&B. That's not, that's not a progressive. But I know, no, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. Under best R&B, you've got like Aunt Clemens. And I'm like, but Aunt oh, Clemens, the difference between Aunt Clemens and like Janae, I don't know. Like they seem like they should be in the same category to me. I see what you're saying. But like but Thundercat and Janae, like what do they have to do with one another? You know what I mean? I don't know. But I think that, I think that comes down to, again, what you said, sure. like what people submit to. Yeah. And I think there are probably people like your Lizzo's who are very mindful of where they submit. And then, Aunt, but then there could be an Aunt Clemens where his team is like, let's just get you everywhere. Sure. Let's and throw see, it all on the what wall. Happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See yeah. what sticks. Yep. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but no, I mean, it seems pretty clear we need a separate, um, I don't know if you call it progressive. I don't know if you call it melodic. I don't know what you call it. People are going to complain about the names, but like, for yeah, sure. we can call it like new school, old school, rapidy rap and trap. Like, I don't care what label you put on it, but there's been multiple types of hip-hop for a long time and it's well past due you know i could see them i could see them turning the rapidly rap category into like traditional hip-hop yep. album or something i could see that and i could see progressive hip-hop be you know it's weird because like progressive as of right now is the more melodic yeah you know but then like what happens when that becomes standard does that does that stuff get moved to traditional and then whatever's progressive in 10 years gets put in progressive and then what does that mean if Lil Baby's still putting out music in 10 years, but like what happens to a Royce the Five Nine album? Then do they end up in the same space? Cause now they're both traditional. It's like how old school hip hop stations will play like Tribe Called Quest, right. but they'll also play like Mace. I think part of it is it seems pretty clear that there there is like, you know, when you and I were young, old school meant 80s, and that's not yeah. what it means anymore necessarily. Correct. But it's because look, there's beats on on a lot of these best rap album, best rap album categories excuse me, that are certainly like have modern influences or, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But there's very clearly a rapidy rap strain in hip hop that is never going away. 100%. Right? And so there's that angle for sure. What we don't know is there has been a now 12 year, right? 08 is uh, 808s and it's Lollipop. And right, you get, we're now 12 years into, which is, you know, and yeah, rappers were singing before then, but that's really where you can plot that point and go, right? Because it goes in a certain direction. Um, we're now 12 years in. We've now reached this point where like, that's just what's on the radio all the time. What we don't know is when the next thing comes, what happens to this? Cool. You know what I mean? Does it become the new tradition like you were saying? Like, we won't know until it happens, basically. It might fade Correct. away. You know, Correct. much like, you know... um, I don't know. Um, late '90s, early 2000s, keyboard beats, right? Like, right. That was a mm-hmm. thing, but that when that when the when the trend changed, that didn't become quote unquote traditional hip hop. You know what I mean? Right, right. Not that yet. Was like more of it. We still got yeah, time. Was, you know, <laughs> it was trendy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great question, but that's like that takes a lot of foresight to predict how that's gonna go. Right, and the Grammys are always gonna trail, so they're always gonna probably like. If they get it right next year, that just means next year they're going to really, really get it wrong. Yep. Yep. And they'll get it. They'll finally balance out in another two years after that. What would be funny is if they finally got a best melodic rap album nominee right mm-hmm. as that's what is going out of favor. And instead, we're doing rapidly rap over something like that we've never heard of before or whatever the trend is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they'll, they'll get it switched right in time to, <laughs> to not matter. But right. we'll see. We'll see. Anything else you want to say about the Grammys? Uh, nah, I don't think so. You got so. any picks for, for, you know, best Latin jazz album or. <laughs> do I want to, do I want to predict what's going to happen in, uh, you know, historical. Uh, will, will Kanye win for best CCM album for Jesus is King? Did he get nominated he for, uh, oh, let me see. Uh, I can't, why can't, okay, there it is. He did not no, get nominated not. for any, uh, CCM or gospel songs, but he got nominated for uh, best CCM album. Best album. He didn't get nominated for best gospel album too. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know. You got Hill song in there. That's always <laughs> those mega churches. Woof. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. Let's move on. Um, speak. We were talking about actually speaking of Kanye. Yeah. We just had the 10th anniversary of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Hmm. And the internet was very quick to, I saw a lot of, lot of big claims. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw 
some people talk about it. I think it, I didn't, I mean, I haven't seen any pushback. People just seem to universally agree that it's the best album of the 2010s. Mm-hmm. I saw some people had it like, is this one of the best rap albums of all time? Which mm-hmm. th- this album is now overrated, right? Oh, can we say that? Is this your hot take? I got a hot take. It's now, we are now at the point, I think, where it's, I think we have to ask, is it overrated? Because this is, because you love this album. I do love this album. It's, um, it's not the best album of the 2010s. It's not better than Good Kid Mad City by any there stretch. There we go. Let's go. Um, Let's go. It's, it's got flaws if you really want to nitpick, you know? Mm. Um, like, if you really want, let's all be really honest. I don't need to hear power ever again. Mm. Okay. And honestly, you know, the sequencing's a little funky. Like, Gorgeous actually kind of is too long, drags the album out. Like, the album doesn't really get going until all the lights because of that, because of the weird combo for me, right? Like, I love yeah. the opener. Like, look, there's tons of songs in there I love, classic. But, like, of course, you know, Kanye is prone to indulgence, right? So, like, there's stuff that you can cut on that project for sure. And, and this is peak indulgence, Kanye. It's, um, it's also, you know, for an album that, like, if you're really going to put it in that category, it really was, like, one of the least influential of Kanye's albums. Mm, Because it was so much, like, people couldn't really, like, duplicate it. Well, like, 808s is going to end up being one of his most influential for sure. But, like, College Dropout was incredibly influential, maybe not sound-wise, but, like, his aesthetic as an artist. Lupe, Drake, you can chart that whole line. It's been talked a million times before, right? For sure. But, like, 808s, you could listen to 808s. 808s sound, I mean, there's stuff that doesn't sound modern because he's not using pitched-up drums, basically. But you know what I mean? But, like, and the tempo's a little off, but, like... The aesthetic, all of it is so modern compared to what else we did. You know, um, Watch the Throne was a, sort of an amazing superstar team up at the time. People do collaborations all the time now. It's not even a thing anymore. That was like the first real big one. Yeah, we just had we just had Uzi and Future do something. Yep. Right now, yep. it's almost like, nah, whatever. There's almost too many, you know? Like, you, it's not special anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. But Dark Twisted Fantasy is this like big, maximal like sound and yet the most influential thing that got released in 2010 is self-made volume one that doesn't mean it was the best i'm not saying it's even close to the best but i'm saying when if you're telling me that this is like hypothetically the one of the best albums of all time it's like oddly not influential in any way at all what makes self-made volume one the most influential album of the 2010s there's a run of songs that it starts with okay hold on I just want you to get this off. So the production on two on Tupac back, 600 bends, honestly, really those two alone. But like the, the trap existed before self-made volume one, but mm-hmm. modern trap beats start with, I mean, Lex Luger's on here doing that way, right? But like Lex mm-hmm. Luger with what he did with Ross in 2010. And then oh, I always forget self-made volume one is 2011. Sorry. So I got that wrong, but it's, it's so if anything it's interesting the end of 2010 is when dark twisted fantasy comes out right mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. sort of quietly tupac back and um and 600 bends especially tupac back like mm-hmm. that plus what lex luger was already doing mm-hmm. that is where the sound of hip-hop goes instead i mean to the point where kanye knows it because he gets lex for for ham ham, for ham. because and yeah. then he gets Southside for illest mfr alive because he sees, oh, I was doing Blueprint 3 and I was doing I was doing Dark Twisted Fantasy. But instead, this other thing came up and we're going in a different direction, you know? Mm. And so, look, I, I love Dark Twisted Fantasy, but there are parts of it that you can and could cut. Um, he oddly, weirdly left some Good Friday songs on the table that could have, should have, maybe would have like been a part of this. Um I think it's a really good album. I think it's a classic album. I don't think it's the best album of the 2010s. It's definitely not the best album of all time. Like, so it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not saying it's not a classic album. I don't even know if it's Kanye's best for starters. I was going to say that's, it's not, be- it's not Kanye's best album to me. Mm. Um, that would be a uh, graduation. Right. And there's a lot of, pe- there's a lot of debates that people can have about what Kanye's best is. So I appreciate it. Like, sure. Let's give it its flowers. Like, let's talk about it. Um, and I think that's fine. But like, it was really interesting just that like everybody was just like, oh yeah, best album of the 2010s. And I was like, are we sure about that? It got virtually no pushback. Yeah. You're, you're right. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I have nothing to say. Yeah. I I I we've talked about this at length. Yeah. And I don't I don't disagree. I I'm I've never loved Dark Twisted Fantasy the way that other people have. Mm. I always thought the Good Friday series was better. Um, you know, there's certain records like I, you know, we talk I don't, I'm not crazy about Hell of a Life. Um, not crazy about Gorgeous. Um, All the Lights is not super crazy to me the way oh it, I mean it it was at the time, but it's like yeah. I think to your self-made point though, there was a different kind of trap. So Lex Luger was working with like Flocka, yep. Gucci, like this very regional, rough, unmixed, just like raw yeah. sound. He gets with Ross, Kanye, you know, he gets in the industry, basically people with money. Yeah. And they make this big, grandiose trap sound. They make it big. Right. You know, people didn't like Ham when it first came out. Why? Because it was so big. People loved the rawness. Right of Lex Luger's beats and Kanye was adding orchestras and opera singers and all this other crazy stuff. And in hindsight, that's where it ended up going versus like the raw sound. Of course, the raw is always going to exist. I mean, sort of, but like oddly enough, it took Future to sort of, I think Future should get a lot of credit for taking what was an aggressive trap sound and kind of inverting a little bit. Like Future will make aggressive records for sure. For but sure. like for going more internal, when it's funny that Kanye had it there the whole time, right? Like Kanye yeah. did 808s and probably wanted to get out of that headspace, right? For sure. Yeah. But like yeah, yeah, yeah. the 808s, 808s and Heartbreak plus self-made is basically what we have now. Mm-hmm. You could, a little bit of change, got to give um, Young Chop some love for what he did with hi-hats. A lot of people influenced along the way, but like for you sure. can just see that line right there. Yeah, because now I'm thinking like, we we're giving credit to Lex Luger. Well, Lex Luger was the creator, but he really didn't get to like enjoy the spoils of his victors because yeah. Mike Will showed up, Southside showed up, yeah. Metro showed up. All these other guys took that sound for sure of what Young Chop and what Lex Luger were doing, and they just they took off they took off with it. Yeah. Do you want to say anything about the NBA? You got anything on your mind? Any any anything stick out to you? You know, draft off season. You know. The Lakers. Well, first of all, I like I like Drew to Milwaukee. Yeah, that might actually be like my favorite move. Because mm. um, everybody's talking about Giannis to Golden State, Giannis to the Lakers, but you know Drew is you know their attempt of their attempt to tell him that they want him to stay. Um, I think Drew with somebody who is like a dog is going to help him out because he needs that. Um, I don't think it'll get him a championship, but you know, it'll help. Um <laughs> uh your man Gordon Hayward fleecing. Why is he my Charlotte. man? <laughs> Cause he cause he played for Boston. Yeah. I liked Gordon Hayward in Utah. That's the funny part. I mean, he played terribly. I mean, not ter- I mean, you know, he had a lot of injuries, whatever, but like he was not worth the money for Boston. And boy, he I mean, Charlotte's yeah. gotta overpay though. Like, who wants to go to Charlotte? Uh yeah, but they've kind of t- but you know, uh him and Lamelo, that's that's a that's a league pass team. That's a hilarious combination. That's a hilarious locker room. That's a league pass team. I'm I'm with that. Phoenix Suns is now the leader in the league pass Olympics. Mm. Yeah. So Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and they got somebody else. Hold on. Who did they get? They got um, one other person. On, looking that at, I, I got this whole list. Let me scroll down. Uh, uh, Phoenix. Uh, Chris Paul. Jay. They just got Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. Okay. No. And they they traded out Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre. Oh, that's right. They got rid of they got rid of Oubre because that's actually another. That one's kind of scary. You think he's a good Oubre, fit in Golden State? Yes, he's not going to get you clay threes, but like, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. They still need they still need a couple more pieces, but yeah, they'll be fine. The Hawks have secretly turned into like a, a decent team. There, I'm. I don't. Yeah, I mean they they did they they spent a lot of money on people right, but they got man, Danilo, Bogdan, Rajon Rondo, yep, Chris Dunn for defense because you know yeah, because Trey's yep. not playing defense, right? But you got Trey, you got Trey under Rondo, like I'm with that. Assuming that works out, yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope I hope that Rondo is like I got my ring. Right. Let me get this. Let me get this last little check and ride off into the sunset. Let me mentor this guy. Seems a lot of seems a lot of uh, players like Trey. Yeah. So I'm hoping Rondo doesn't go all Rondo 
Or who and, knows that Trey doesn't go all, I'm Trey Young in Atlanta. This is my team. You know what I mean? Like, it takes and maybe both, Rond- you got to go in both ways. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And I hope Rondo says, yo, this is your team. Like, let me help you get this yeah. team to the next level. I guess um, what, what, I, what I haven't figured out is they spent some high draft picks in the last couple of years on Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter, who have not necessarily, like, blown the doors off. But, like, yeah. they just signed Bogdan and Danilo, who are probably going to play ahead of those two. You know what I mean? So, right. like... Don't really. I mean, they want they want to make the playoffs this year in the East. I think they probably do. Um, between Trey, they still get, they got Clint Capella. I don't know what they're gonna do with John Collins. They got Clint Capella. Yep. Like, but they feel. I feel like they could. They they have enough things. They could actually trade some people right now. They might have too many like decent guys. You know what I mean? Like, they got a lot of threes and fours, man. Too many decent. Uh, yeah. So they're like they're like Detroit to a second secondary. Yo, degree, what is Detroit? Doing, all man? forwards. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm uh, I'm gonna call my dad and laugh at him for that. Um, I think okay. So I think we have to talk about the elephant in the room, which is did the Lakers get enough to repeat? I really like what they did. I mean, Harold got exposed in the in the bubble a little bit, but like he 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 did. But I I'm not gonna chalk that to him because he he had his grandma die, he, and I think he had an yeah. injury or something like he's, that. So. He's also gonna be asked to do different things for the Lakers. You know, like, yeah. I mean, they brought they brought Gasol in, who's going to like, who won't give them much during the regular season. But, you know, in the playoffs, he's going to come in and like play crunch time in some important game and he'll have Marcus Gasol moments and he's going to do the thing. You know, that's what sneaky, they brought him in for. Sneaky vet. But then, you know, Dennis, Dennis Schroeder, Wesley Matthews, like, I mean. Love those two picks. Yeah. Love those two pickups. Like Rondo is, you know, a, a, in a weird way, Rondo's kind of like legendary in like a certain kind of way you know what i mean but like yeah dennis ruder that's next to next to lebron it's a dog yep i love it i love it i'm worried i'm worried about rondo because rondo did so much for them in Mm. the playoffs playoff rondo became a thing yeah um so do they have the playmaker you know gasol's a great passer um so are you relying now on lebron to be the primary playmaker it's going to be Schroeder, I think, is who's going to do more of that, who can do it. You know, he just didn't need to in Oklahoma City when you got when you got Shea and you got Chris Paul, right? Gotcha. But he gotcha, used to gotcha. do it. I mean, he did it in Atlanta. And then when they in got Trey Young, instead of saying, let's play these two guards together, they shipped them out because they wanted to clear they wanted to clear clear the way for Trey. But like, I don't know, you got lots of teams with multiple ball handers now. So like Yeah. I think the only thing I didn't and maybe the I Maybe it's because they don't have to play so big, but I kind of like, I didn't like the fact that they got rid of JaVale and Dwight. I think that's probably a win. I think they swapped in Gasol and Harrell for JaVale and Dwight. I think that's totally a good move. I only say that because Dwight, well, they both disrupt shots on the defensive end, particularly on the inside. So Harrell can do that. Gasol, not as much because he's a little older. Um, I just, I just wish they would have kept one of those guys, but it is what it is. I bet it's a lot. I don't know. I wonder what that lot, I wonder what that locker room was like last year and what it's going to be like this year. Cause like no more Dwight, no more JaVale, no more Dion, no more JR. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's... instead it's, you know, Dennis Schroeder and Wesley Matthews and Marcus Gasol and Montrose Harrell. Like that's a, that's a very different kind of locker room. You know what I mean? Facts. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and they still got space for four more vets. Yeah, I'm sure they'll find somebody at the bottom of the heap. You know what Say, I mean? LeBron, and LeBron loves to play with old guys. Loves it. So. Um, who else? Anybody else, anybody else kind of interest, have an interesting thing? Uh, Clay's Achilles was terrible. Yeah. That was terrible news. Um, somebody, I, uh, what is New, what is New, uh, New, What is New Orleans doing exactly? So like... Who did they? Who did they? I saw somewhere where they said like Zion is the longest tenured member of the, of the Pelicans true. or something like that's that. That's true. That's funny. Um, no, I don't think that's true because they've still got because they got Lonzo and Brandon Ingram. Like they were there before, um, before uh, Zion got got drafted. But um, but uh, who they bring in? I mean, they traded for Stephen Adams, which is kind of interesting. Um, okay. But like Eric Bledsoe, George Hill. Okay. Decent. Know, decent, but like. I don't know. I mean, maybe they're saying, listen, like we're going to, you know, Lonzo's going to be our, yeah, I don't know, man. If your backcourt is Lonzo and Eric Bledsoe, oof. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, because they got rid of Drew. Right, right, right. So, it's a yeah, they, they feel I mean, they're also just acquiring picks like crazy. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. They're assuming like they don't need to worry about like I'm not saying they're taking this year off, but they're like, you know, I guess in a sense they gotta see what they get out of like they already they just they just gave Ingram the big check. So now they gotta see like, okay, are we gonna throw money at Lonzo? And so maybe they're just like, listen, we gotta clear the way for him to like be the guy and this year and see if he's worth it. If he's not, then they can't throw money at him. You know, because yeah, like somebody. where teams get in trouble is when they pay like all star money to not all stars. Correct. Which is why I don't think that they'll do that for Lonzo. I yeah. think that they'll their best bet is to probably set something at long term because they're not they're not coming out the West. No. You know, so this isn't like a win now season for them. No. I mean, who knows? You Maybe know? Zion takes a leap, though, you know, like. And I think when you have somebody else like, you know, I mean, Steven Adams, he's a vet. You know, he can he can help. He can help Zion get tougher. Um, yeah, he can he also protect Zion from having to guard like big centers night in and night out. You know what I mean? Also true. Didn't they get uh no, that was Houston that got um uh boogie. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows what Houston's doing. Houston is, doesn't know what Houston's doing. <laughs> what is Oklahoma City doing? Um it's all draft picks, man. It's a I'm like geez. It's a two K it's definitely uh they 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 just booted up. The new 2K, they're like, I'm I'm starting from scratch. We're gonna trade everybody out, Bruh. Oh my god! But you know, I mean, they've got. I mean, you look at the vets though. It's like, I mean, Al Horford, Trevor Ariza, those are professionals. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's a weird combo. Very weird. Yeah, for sure. But they've also just picked up like a million draft picks. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else. I think I'm good. You think uh you think Philly's in good shape or in better shape now? They they got some man, shooters. Man, they got a they got a, who did they get? Uh Seth Curry, Danny Green. Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> Seth I mean Seth Curry played well in Dallas. He did. Uh Danny Green is no. No. Danny Green is no. So no, they didn't. They're gonna have another problem. They gotta they gotta them blowing it up starts at the top. Mm. Either Ben or uh, Embiid got to go. They have to go. I don't know which one you get rid of, but one of them has to be one of them. Anything else, NBA? Nah, let's move on. We hope you enjoyed Side A of this week's episode. Please check out Side B at clockradiospeakers.com.